It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and filling in for Phil Emery tonight is nobody. I'm going solo with our guest, indie folk singer-songwriter Maris Gant. How are you, Maris? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, glad you could come on the show with us. Uh, to our listeners, please send your comments and questions to at Songtalk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode and to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And uh, before we get to our guest uh, tonight, um, just want to alert our listeners once again uh, our songwriting challenge for 2023 has dropped to write a song in a mode um, that you're not familiar with or uh, an unusual mode whatever uh, that means to you and uh, as before um, you know Phil and I are going to do uh, our answers to this challenge and we invite our listeners of course to submit your songs uh, send your songs to uh, feedback at songtalk.ca with uh, a lyric sheet an mp3 and just a little paragraph about your songwriting process behind it and um, of course on the uh, website songtalk.ca we also have a resource uh, page if you look on the sidebar songwriting challenge 2023 we've got some videos some infographics some articles um, the first episode uh, we did with uh, composer Jeff Allen Greenway uh, we went through a couple of modes and uh, explained some stuff because because for this one you know a little bit deeper music theory stuff um, I know modes are kind of scary for a lot of people <laughs> so we're inviting you to sort of Think outside your creative boxes and experiment with something. You may not end up with the greatest song in the world, but at the very least, you'll learn something. And maybe it's a launching ground for for um, uh, you know a version two of the song, um, which we all know uh, works quite well. Um, how about you, Maris? Have you ever engaged in songwriting challenges? Songwriting. I thought you were going to ask me about modes, and I was no, like no. <laughs> googling what that was. Songwriting challenge. I. <laughs> I have a couple. Um, I've been in the Merlefest songwriting, uh, songwriting, it's a North Carolina songwriting contest a couple of times, and they're not doing that one anymore. But I, I think it's a contest it. or a challenge. Oh, a, a challenge where somebody gives you a prompt. Yeah, like you're given a prompt, like we're giving our listeners this prompt. I have done very little of that. I've done a couple of songwriting workshops and gotten prompts, and actually came up with some I think I'd actually do well with the prompt. I should do it more. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I've found, I'm actually engaging one with another uh, group. Um, uh, uh, there's a fellow from uh, from Minnesota, uh, Chad Shank, who runs an at-home songwriting uh, meetup group and YouTube channel. Really, really great content creator. He's recently started teaching uh, lyrics at Berkeley School of Music online. Um, so he's a really great instructor and everything. And unless two years, two times this year so far, he's dropped a songwriting challenge where he lists seven different conditions that your song must uh, adhere to. Um, some of them are music theory. Some of them are lyric based. Some of them are melody. Some of a lot of he, he focuses a lot on rhymes. You can't the first one we we did. You couldn't have any perfect rhymes in your song. Um, oh no. <laughs> it's like really interesting. And, and a lot of people in the group, everyone was totally up to it. And everyone came up with some really, really good quality songs. It was, it's quite an amazing thing. But the thing for me is that like, it really, it really helps to focus you 
on one thing or on, and in his case, seven things. <laughs> um, but it really, it really, it really helps to eliminate a lot of decision-making because it's like, my choices are limited. So I have to do it this way. So this is the only way it's going to come out. Instead, when you're, when you're faced with a totally blank page and you can write anything, you tend to wander, you tend to not find, you know, a focus for it. But if I'm with a challenge, you really, you really zone in on something. That's the way I find it. It's really helpful. And plus having a deadline. Um, to uh, it'd be a deadline. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One awesome. of the workshops I did, he's like, I don't help you write a song. I make you write a song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Workshop type, type things are, are the same way because by the end of it, you've written at least a lyric or something or a chorus or, or, or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. That's always an amazing, it's an amazing process. Um, and, and, and it is the sort of things that I think, you know, the pro songwriters do. I mean, most of us are kind of, you know, I, I, I've recently adopted the label of passionate amateur. I'm like, I'm an amateur. I'm not making any money off of this, but I can adopt the things that the pros do and do and try to adopt the same kind of habits and the same kind of approaches and, and techniques um, and stuff that they, that they do and see if it works for me, you know, mm-hmm. always a, always a great thing. Okie dokie. All right. So um, on to the main event <laughs> tonight, um, we're going to be talking to Maris about her song, Fine. And here's a little taste. is an indie folk singer and songwriter based out of North Carolina mountains. Maris's songwriting is honest and to the point, exploring life's journeys with longing, regret, and the silver linings that lie in between. Her songs tell tales of love, loss, and redemption that speaks to the universal truths that bind us all together. With forced revival, Ghent continues to guide her fans down the winding roads of their own lives, sparking a flame of hope, inspiration, and wonder. Her current bands include Handel Barbetti and Maris Gant and Devin Lacey. Great to have you on the show, Maris. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Awesome stuff. And um, so let, let, let's start with um, your your songwriting process. I mean, just in listening to that to that snippet for our listeners, and of course, I've, I've listened to your song um, already, um, very, very much steeped in a, in a folk tradition. Um, and, and, uh, with, with a lot of folk writing lyrics clearly are very important to you. Mm-hmm. Is that how you usually start songs is with lyrics or is there something else? It, that is. Sparks it? it is. Um, 
I don't have a very specific process, but I will say that a lot of my songs are sort of written like stream of consciousness. And a lot of them will start as something like coming out of a dream, like an actual dream, you know, like I keep a notebook by my bed. And I mean, I wake up a lot of times and we'll just be like scribbling and it's just, it's nonsense. I mean, most of the time it's nonsense, but then there will be like some kind of, whether it's like a hook or something that I see in there. Um, I think I write a lot of one line courses, something I didn't realize that I did. Um, really sort of simplistic choruses that just have one main point. And that's how it was with this. So it's interesting having it be sort of stream of consciousness and whenever the universe hits you over the head with something, because then I have to, you know, at a certain point, I don't normally write the whole song that way, right? Usually you don't get a whole song out of that. You get like a third, maybe two thirds if you're lucky. And then it's and then at some point you have to go, what is this about? Like, like what, what are we saying? Where's this coming from? And that for me is the hard part mm-hmm. is whether it's like, oh, this needs a bridge or it needs some sort of completion or it can't just be gibberish, even though, I mean, I guess it could. I mean, I think some songwriters, it, it can be just complete stream of consciousness. But in order to bring it around in a thoughtful way, there has to be some degree of introspection. And so I guess that's where, that's where maybe like the work comes in Mm -hmm. as far as like the process. Like if I have to actually finish a song, it's like, well, what is this about? And I find, and I, I feel like I say this a lot, but sometimes I don't know what I'm writing about till sometimes it's just a couple weeks later. Sometimes it's years and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's what that's about. Like Uh I wrote one recently um, and I mean, I'm probably just making this up in my head because it like felt really exciting at the time, but this was like last week and I was playing it for some of my band members in that very first, like, are they going to like it? It's probably terrible. Like maybe don't play it, but it's just like at the end of practice and you're like kind of noodling and somebody's, you know, somebody's like, what are you working on? And it's like, it's nothing. I don't want to play it, you know, Mm. but then you do and they actually like it. Mm -hmm. So that was this situation. And so we played it a little bit and I was like, I think it's the prequel to the song that I wrote Mm. like 12 years ago. I mean, I don't know (laughs) if it is, but it could be like, I'm going to link them together. Like they are. So that things like that to me, whether it's just like something my brain likes to think or whether it's just something really like witchy in the universe is that to me, that's like the magic of bringing forward things that aren't necessarily conscious into being and then not even seeing the point until later is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's therapy for sure. Yeah, but, well, certainly, certainly it, it, it can be. We, we, we've heard this before from other songwriters, but they, they call it morning pages where, where it's like, it's, it's like, you're just, you're just on the verge of waking up and you grab your notebook and you just, they, 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 there's a book called the artist's way that a lot of people have referred to um, that, that talks about this, I guess, pretty extensively. I've never read it myself. <laughs> Full I thought about reading it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's really what you say about about letting stuff simmer and 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 digest. I actually heard a phrase. Um, uh, well, I'll actually actually say what it was. It was it was 
it, it, the, the, the phrase was, I can see the scar on your heart. Right. And I'm like, that's a really, and, and, and my only thought at the time was like, wow, what a great lyric for a song. I don't know what the content is, um, whatever, but I actually posted on Facebook as I heard this phrase and I'm like, I thought, oh, this is a great lyric for a song. And everyone was like, yeah, write it, write it, write it. I'm like, I don't know what the idea is. What, what, is, what does that apply to? What is the thing? And it was like weeks and weeks later that I was thinking about a, a friend of mine who was going through a real rough time. And, and it's something that I could have said to him because he kind of wears his emotions on his face. Right. And, and it's like, I could see the scar on your heart. It's like, okay, well that's, I haven't written it yet, but at least I've got, at least I've got the second step. There was, there was something like you say, the universe kind of hands you something and it's like, okay, well, but, but the trick is, noticing it and making note of it yes. writing it down bringing bringing like you say bringing it to your to your to a higher degree of consciousness if you're talking about morning pages then it's a, it's a little bit more effort to get to your consciousness but once you've got it there then it kind of it kind of you know, you kind of bookmarked it mm-hmm. right and then and then you can come back to it you know years later i know i've i've done that many times know, well many times but i've done that from time to time it's like you know, I've just revived a lyric from years ago that didn't quite work for that song. Oh, I can resurrect it and use it for this. And So many of those. I wrote down one yesterday when I was doing scribblings and I wrote down, I think it's there's freedom and nothing and wasting nobody's time. And I wrote that about mm. like, this homeless guy I was friends with, like in California when I lived there for a summer after college. And I'm trying to think if that song... It's made it into one song, I guess, but I don't know. That statement has always stuck with me. And this was 20 years ago, but I don't mm. know. There's something about some of these lines. And I have a couple bridges, too, that, like, don't have homes. And anytime I write a new song, I'm like, oh, does it go there? Mm, no, that's a stretch. Well, let's talk about something a little bit more a little bit more logistical. How, how do you organize all these things? Do you have like a, a spreadsheet of Google Docs or something? Or like, how, how do you organize it all and, and save it all and keep it all and then be able to review that's it? And, good question. And, and back it up in case it gets destroyed. I like it to get destroyed every so often. Oh. I I don't have anything online. I mean, I'm, I'm on my computer constantly with other things, but with writing, I've just got like a notebook mm-hmm. and every few years, probably, I mean, with like the morning pages stuff, that's more like, I want to like burn that every week or something. But if I oh. have good lines that stick out, um, I'll put them in a different notebook, Okay. but I will periodically every few years go through a song notebook and then get take the like rip the good pages out and put them in a new one and mm. then like not burn it but because this one I think has leather on it but I yeah just like clear the air like I just want sometimes I want the old stuff gone forever because it'll come yeah. back if it's important enough yeah or, or if you note it and, and transfer it to a, a different mm-hmm. a different thing a different bucket and then yeah then you can you can light fire to the first bucket for sure. Yeah, that, that's a really great way of doing it because I know I know I know for it, it, it's kind of the same thing with me when it comes to music. Although although this has become better over the years, but you, you used to be that I have a file folder full of like interesting little musical ideas. I'd record something on my keyboard. Okay, that's a little riff. That's a little ditty. Great, give it a name, save it. Okay, and then there's just like this this, this endless catalog of stuff, and you just got all this, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't really amount to anything. And, and at a certain point, I'm always like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm fully digital. I don't hardly use a pen and paper anymore at all. <laughs> and so it's all there. I never delete anything. So it's kind of, you know, the back catalog is there, but it's a, it's a question. Like, I really like your idea about like, take the massive stuff, whittle it down, take out the good stuff. Even, even if you don't know what it means right away, you know, that it's got some legs on it mm-hmm. and then you can, and then you can move it and move it forward. Um, that's really cool. So, how, so how about the how about the music side? So, do you develop a full lyric first before you grab your guitar and try and come so, up with a melody and stuff? That you know, I I feel like it's a little bit different every time. And I was going to tack on to organization. I do have just like the normal audio thing on my phone. Mm. That it once I do get to the part where I'm putting the melody and the lyrics together, I do usually just like record that process so that I can go back and be like, Oh yeah, I like, I like how I sang that one line that time. And I might never have gotten that back. So I do have some pretty long recordings of just like me humming along some stuff and then being like, ah, no, you know, (laughs) it's funny to listen back to, but, um, as far as your question, um, I don't know. Sometimes I get, sometimes I get, an idea for the melody right away. And sometimes like this morning, cause I had written some things last night and I had a few minutes, I just picked up the guitar and started messing around with some chords. Didn't really get anywhere. I'll probably come back. I'm like, is it going to be an E? Maybe I haven't written a song in E in a while. I don't know. Is it too bluesy? Is it not bluesy enough? You know, that kind of thing. I do often find that I'm limited because since I'm, I mean, I've, play I play guitar but I'm not an instrumentalist so sometimes I'll limit myself if I pick up a guitar too early mm. before I've developed the idea of a melody you know because if I'm just like GCDing it but like there's something more intricate and interesting in my head I'd like to get that figured out and then just figure out how to play along with it. And then if my chords aren't jiving with what I'm doing, I know a lot of people that are really good with instruments that can help me sort of flesh it out and make it more unique. You know, yeah. there's a really interesting in, in fine, the bridge has a really interesting lead guitar walk down, walk up thing. And that was just, you know, me and Devin sitting around, you know, before the song was completed, just kind of messing around. And he did that on accident. And I was like, what was that? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of lean on the musicians around me in my bands to make my songs like cooler. Mm. I think. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can totally appreciate that. They do. And they hold me back when I want to do really like Disney kinds of things, you know, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> they're like, whoa, I'm like, oh, but I want to hold on that note forever. They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple. Right. Right. It yeah. Actually. Okay. So then let's talk a little bit more about fine then. So was this song, um, th- th- tell us the story behind the strong song. What, uh, had, oh, had man. Well, this, one, this one's hard. And it was, it was a little hard that, so we picked this for the single for this album, so like the most press has been about this song and it's a really, it's a very vulnerable song. Mm-hmm. It's one that I didn't know what I was writing about. So it was in the pandemic and we mm-hmm. were all in that, what are we doing with our lives? So I think it came out of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Um, I'll say this because we're talking about the song, so we got to talk about it. Um, my father passed away nine years ago, suddenly. Oh. Oh. And I, you know, up until that point, I had wanted to process that through songwriting because that, I think, is how I process things. Mm-hmm. But I, like, never was able to. Oh. Um, and this song, I was on a hike, which sounds corny, but sometimes I'll do that to like clear my head. And Mm -hmm. I was just like walking and I needed a bridge, right? I was up to the point where I was like, need something, it needs something. And I had just been um, in our hometown, which is in Southport, North Carolina. I had just been there helping out my sister with a wedding. And it was the first time I'd been there since my mom had sold our childhood home. Mm -hmm. And and my father passed and all the things. And it just, that felt really emotional. And I also had during the pandemic given up alcohol, you know, like for the most part, I was like on that journey. And so feeling feeling isolated in that world and you don't have a home. And I think that that's sort of where this song came out of, but I didn't know that until I was on this hike and I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it was like a conversation with, my father. Like, I wasn't quite sure what we were. Yeah. We can pause. Um, um, I wasn't quite sure what we were saying to each other, but like, it was something about it being fine and it being okay. And um, I think also honoring, you know, when you're a child, your parents are your parents. And then you grow as an adult and you realize that they didn't have it all figured out. And we're also just children raising you. And you have that shared understanding of like, I don't know, just like everybody's doing their best and life's hard and, you know. Well, yeah. And then this was going to say, because I mean, to, to hear you tell the story of the song, it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a lot heavier than, than the song lets on. Right. It's, 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 it's like, it's like with the lyric, you kind of took a step back Mm-hmm. And because I mean, we, we've talked about this on the show many times. If you're super specific about your personal story, it gets a little self-indulgent, perhaps. Right. In, right. in a song. So you want to kind of step back and, and, and write the lyrics in such a way that it's it's evocative and um, and 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 profound, maybe and, and deep. But at the same time, it's not specific enough that no one else cannot cannot read their own story into it, right? You won't be able you want your audience to be able to read themselves um, in, into it. Because I had an interpretation of the song that has nothing to do with your backstory. Can I hear what it is behind it? What's that? I well, I want to hear what it is. But I also just want to echo what you said. Because I think for me, since the things I'm writing are just sort of in, you know, I'm pulling whatever strands from whichever directions, but they are personal to me, not necessarily writing about a story song about somebody else. Um, I did feel like with Fine, it felt really universal. And when I, I cry a lot when I'm singing it, I mean, not sobbing, but it gets Mm -hmm. to me, but not necessarily, I'm I'm not always thinking about my dad. I might be thinking about my friend that's going through something or somebody Mm -hmm. else in my family, like that song brings up different imagery for me, even as the songwriter, because I do feel like it applies not just to me. Like, I think it's broad enough. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think um, I'm I'm curious actually to let's listen to the song first. (laughs) And then I'll tell you my interpretation. Um, okay, I can't wait. It's, it's not, it's not, 
it's not obscure. No, but I think it, that's why I love this song so much. I mean, I've written a pretty good number of songs and this is my favorite. And I think that that is why, because it doesn't just apply to one thing, even though it came out of one place. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty of songwriting because I I don't know when I'm listening to songs, I am always putting myself in them. Isn't that, is that what, that's what we all do, right? (laughs) Even (laughs) if it's about somebody else or something else, you're still putting yourself into it. You're giving your point of view on somebody else, your point of view on how you feel about this incident. Even if it's a politically charged protest song, it's still Mm -hmm. your opinion on it. Still your, still your take on things. Right. So I'm, I'm always big on like, personal story, not personal story. It's still you. It's still you as a songwriter. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you, yeah. So uh, we're going to be treated to a uh, live performance. Right, Maris? <laughs> of, of we fine. are one that I did not prepare for, but I'm not going to disclaimer it. Yeah. Just going to play it. It's going to be great. We'll and then have uh, all the beautiful guitar licks from Glenn Duell and Devin Lacey, but yes. we'll just do it. And then we'll talk about it some more. Okay, great. Take it away. All right. When the damage is done, you lie 
very nice. Thank you. It felt, it was beautiful. felt risky. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Some way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So when, when I first heard this song and, and looked at the lyrics and stuff, I mean, it, it, like you were saying, it's, it, it's, to me, it's, it's a great message about everything's going to turn out fine. That's something I think that a lot of people need to hear every once in a while, myself included. All the time. <laughs> you know, and it's a very, very simple, easy way to, to say it. Um, and you know, for the for the rest of the the song, I felt like it's it's really you know that that kind of thing about you know going through rough times and and having a bit bit down uh, moments. The the bridge is what kind of took me for a bit of a twist because now we're introducing we. Up until now, it's been advice to a friend, right? And then, but as soon as you start putting we into it, that puts the twist on it, and that that's what leaves me curious, um, more curious about if my interpretation is quote unquote, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but that, 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 that to me add, adds some interest to the song as well, because it's like, Oh, so what's, what, what, what is this about? Or are we, are we taking a turn here? Which is exactly what a bridge, you know, quote unquote, should be supposed to do. Right. right? You know, the classic Nashville one-on-one, your, your bridge goes to a slightly different place and you, 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 you change the melody in the bridge just enough. Um, and, and um and certainly yeah the 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 element of introducing we in, into the bridge really really elevates it i really love the um th- th- there's a very gentle um aspect to this song um the it's very conversational the melodies are soft there's no like really really high low money notes um mm-hmm. there's no big interval jumps anything like that um and Aside from the first verse, the first verse you've got "run" and "sun." You've got a perfect rhyme. After that, you never, you never, you never perfect line. You got "line" and "light." You've got "skin" and "live." Right? It, it, it. You know, there's there's a bunch of these rhymes that aren't perfect rhymes after 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 the very first one. So the first the first verse feels more ordered somehow, and then it gets again it gets kind of softer as well. And the um. The, the contrast in the chorus is 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 really really nice. I mean, like you say, the the chords are simple. The musically, harmonically, is quite simple. But the way the way that everything is going to turn out fine just climbs up. Um, it, it is a very different kind of rhythm and melody than 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 your verse. So it really stands out. Um, and as well, the and like you say, one one line one line choruses. Um, that's something it. I'm struggling with right now. That a song that I'm for for a songwriting challenge. I want like a classic one line chorus, but my idea is a little too not out there, but it's like it's too complex for a one line chorus. <laughs> at least my idea for a title, but you know, it's 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 harder to do than you think. I mean, we we tend to want to throw in lots of content, but if you can if you can pare it down to five words with six words, <laughs> you're gonna laugh when I say this, but I actually do it because um, it's easier for the people around me to learn. Yeah. Words. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I can totally appreciate I'm that. like, here, here's a new song. You have to learn six words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to do it like five times. Yeah. So that it's, it's sometimes it's a little intentional. It's like, well, it'll just be simple if they just have to learn one thing. Yeah. But, but does that, okay, that satisfies your audience and it gets, gets them to participate. Does it oh, satisfy you? Audience. I mean, people in the band. Oh, people in the band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the audience is singing along. Okay. For your band members. Who are, who are intensely focused on their instrumental parts as well, right? So you want... Yeah, I'm like, it's just simple for everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that I did that. I think I'm just... Maybe I'm just saying that to be funny, but I have noticed in two, 
I don't know, a lot of my songs have just very simple one-line choruses. I don't know if that's why, but I like saying it. Okay, fair enough. So, so it, it is. It is because because my follow up question to that would be how is it satisfying creatively for you <laughs> to say well, I'm going to think... pare down my chorus to the simplest that I can, and at, at, at the expense of leaving out meaning or depth or any of those other things. That you might I really respect songwriters that can say a lot with very few words. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that I strive for that. Um, Gillian Welsh, I think, is probably maybe my favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's really a lot of what I grew up listening to. And I'm just amazed every time I hear their songs. It's so it's just so simple. You're like, oh, it's so I don't know. That's always that's always sort of been a goal for me is to really strip down a song and take out as many words as I can and still get a point across it's almost like a haiku or something you know yeah um but it's funny because when you were i love your um what you said about my song with the rhyming and the knot and the, oh, the all the things and for both of them with the rhymes i was like oh i didn't like all of that is unintentional completely mm. like i don't know that i'm doing any of that i also didn't realize that i went to we in the bridge until you said that <laughs> That that was also like all unintentional, but that's, that was the revelation that came to me with the bridge. When it did come to me, I was like, not that it was a we, but it just felt right. And I could tell that, I don't know, it was a conversation with my, I don't know if it was a conversation with my father, but it was honoring that feeling in some way. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I didn't know that I changed it to a we till you told me. Right. Right. And, and, and so sort of thing where, Okay, we, we can appreciate that where it came from, but then on the next pass of the song, do you notice that it's we, and can you just temporarily flip it to you, flip the we's to use, and does and does the song still work? Does the oh, song yeah. still communicate yeah. what you wanted to communicate? Like if I put the we's in the in the first and second verse, you mean? No, no, no. If you if you change the bridge to, um when you drive past the house where you used to live. Oh yeah. I don't think it's as powerful at all. Cause you're like, who's we, that's where your brain goes. It's like, who is we? Well, that's what I mean. If, if you were to flip right. the we in the bridge to you, you feel like mm-hmm. a stranger in your own skin. Do you feel like you're caught from a different than when you drive past the house where you used to live? Oh, that's not as good. That's not as good. Why not? Uh, it feels more basic. Mm-hmm. We is like, you go, you immediately go, Oh, who's we, what are we yeah. talking about? It yeah, brings you into do. it somehow. Cause you're like, now I have questions. Yeah. And, and that's what it did for me because then, then I began to question the rest of my interpretation and, and where's, where's the we in the rest of the song? Is it implied? Is it, <laughs> is it hidden there well, somewhere? <laughs> but I will say my family didn't know that this was about sort of about my dad. I didn't yeah. share that with them. And right. I don't think they knew until they read it in a press release and were like, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we were like, oh, like, no. So even people, the people closest to me, I don't know that the the bands I play with actually know that mm-hmm. now, even, you know what I mean? Like, I think even if you know me, you don't necessarily know what this song is about at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, even the people closest to me have, would have a totally different interpretation, which is cool. Yeah. I think. They're not like, oh, this is about that thing she did, you know. Is 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 that typical of your songs? You you kind of step back from the situation and, and 
open to interpretation a little bit, I, even, I even though it, it even though it is it is it is beautiful and it is and it is specific. But like you say, it's not specific to any particular story. I think I do try to hide reality in songs a little bit. So like, I hope people don't know what they're about sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes I'll play something um, like the, the newest song I played recently. I was sort of like, I hope nobody's, nobody's thinking too hard about this. Right. Like everybody just thinks about themselves. Cause I'm like, I don't really want them to know what I'm mm-hmm. writing about. I feel that way about a lot of my songs. Well, And, 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 and that's just but it. I do, like, but I like, don't. Like, like I, I, I read the line, everything is going to turn out fine. And I apply it to my own life. Yeah. Right. And that's what you want. You want, you want the listener to turn it inwards. Right. right? Because you, you're right. We do tend to, we, everyone's selfish <laughs> to a large degree. They think about themselves more than anyone else. And, and, and I'm thinking about how that, that line applies to me. But that's, I mean, that's how it is. I mean, literally I played that song the other night and it felt really person personal because it was like about something that I'd gone through recently. And I was sort of like, I don't know if I can play this because I don't want them to be like, oh, I see what you're writing about. But none of them did. They were like, is this a murder ballad? I was like, <laughs> yeah. It is now. <laughs> that's what, it is now. It certainly is now. So it's like, I do want to get stuff out there, but it's not like you don't leave breadcrumbs kind of too. You know, because it, it is for me. It's it's probably not like that for every songwriter. Um, I think you know, everybody comes from a different place. But for me, it's it's personal, not personal. Mm-hmm. Like it's sparked from me, but that doesn't mean you know. I don't know. I'm saying the same thing over again, but yeah, no, no. I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we we had a we had a songwriter um, on our show of year, years back who who wrote a song about his his mom who recently had passed away. And until he said that, I had no idea. There was all sorts of imagery and other things in there and associations with it. It was, it was complete. It was beautiful, but I didn't read that story into it at all. Now that I know that's what it's about, that song has, when I listen to that, that song on his CD, it's like, it has so much more depth and meaning for me Mm -hmm. when I listen to it. So to me, there's, there's those layers, right? And 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 that's the interesting thing about about artists and and fan engagement these days. Like you say, your parent, your 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 family read it in a press release, right? That's for your fans yeah. as well. That's right. for people who come to your show. And well, I, I really like this artist. So I'm going to read a little bit more about them. Or I'm going to discover a little bit more about them. And they hear this podcast, or they hear, or they read it in a press release, and then they then hopefully they appreciate this song on a different level now, on a deeper yeah. level. Yeah, and it's not because I don't want to share, you know, like I'm I'm really close with my family, but sometimes I don't want people to know that deeper layer. And I I think with this project, because I have tried to really sort of put myself out there both through the music and through launching it. So I've I've never gone quite so in depth with like what songs mean and where they come from. And it's extremely uncomfortable and nothing I ever wanted to do before at all because it's very uncomfortable. But I think I understand myself more for doing it. So it's just one of those, like, do the hard thing. I think there's, you know, just its own kind of payoff. But, yeah, no, I don't want to walk around talking about what my songs are about to people. That's crazy. No, no, absolutely absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. And then it's easier for you to, like I say, it's therapeutic. It's a way to get get it it out. Otherwise, you're never going to get those emotions out. Well, and I, I will say, too, as I get older, I try when I'm 
writing songs and getting the emotions out. I used to have so much judgment around, like, I wouldn't even write a song if I didn't feel like it was good, like whatever good is, or if mm-hmm. it was too self-indulgent, like I wouldn't even get it out. Mm-hmm. And now I, I try to just take that away a little and just like write a bad song. Like that yeah. should be a prompt. And I'm sure it is oh. like write, write a horrible song just yeah. to get over yourself basically. So I think that's just anybody in life. The older you get, the more you try to just get that perfectionist part of yourself out of the way or oh, maybe yeah. that's just me. But that, that, that other songwriting that. challenge I was talking about, the deadline is literally, it was literally last night. I just finished the damn thing. I was, it was, I wasn't perfectly happy with it, but I'm just like, this, this is, this is sketch one here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, writing just to write and that's, um, I mean, that's the thing I guess therapies help with. I mean, my therapist, I'll be like, oh, I wrote a song about it and I think it's good. And she'll say, you know, like, well, why does it matter if it's good? And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, you're right. You know, so that's, <laughs> that's a newer realization that I'm trying to lean into that yeah. um, is difficult and uncomfortable, but wonderful all at the same time. Like, just like yes, life. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I, I think it matters if it's good, but. You're too much like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're 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 always our own. We're always our own uh, self self critics for before anyone. Well, else. I'm trying to take that off the table, but you know, yeah. it's trying to just let whatever comes out come out. But of course, you're not gonna, you know, put the ones that aren't fit for public consumption out there. That's not yeah. necessary. But like, well, I can still write it and play it, and then be like, okay, great. Yeah, and, and that's why that's why it's important to know if it's good enough because it's it's up to you whether it's good enough to put out there. <laughs> Well, I take it to other people. Sometimes I'll just take it to band practice. And like I said, it's horrifying always to play a new song. Um, But Glenn Duell, who's the producer on this album, he is very to the point and wonderful. And he just, I don't know, he he gets it. He knows whether it's good or not. He knows if you can change it or if you just need to start over. So a song Mm -hmm. that I wrote over the holidays I took to him and it was like cold outside and his family had COVID and we sat out freezing in his yard and lawn chairs. And I was just like, Glenn, I have to know if this is worth pursuing. And I, for some reason it was such, it came from such an emotional place that like I, I had to know whether it was like good or not. And I don't know why I just needed to know. So I made him listen to me outside of his house in 30 degree weather. And he said it was worth pursuing even though maybe the first part didn't fit with some of the other and you know needed to work on the rhythm a little but (laughs) but he did but i knew but glenn is a person that will not lie to you he will not sugarcoat it he will just say what he thinks about it and there's nothing else about it and i my best friend is also like that like don't ask my husband's like that too don't ask the opinion if you don't want the answer because it's like it's not coming in no, it's, it's it's great to have people like that in, in your life. I need people like that around me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good good honest feedback is always always a great thing. Okay. Um I'm here in the band. Um that is about all the time we have on Song Talk Radio tonight. Special thanks to Maris Gant. Uh where can our listeners hear more of your music, Maris? All right. Um gosh, was I prepped for this? Marisgant.com is my website. You can also check us out at handlebarbetty.com. And on Instagram, we are at Maris Gant Music and then also Handlebar Betty Band. And both are also on Spotify. Handlebar Betty. And, and spell Maris Gant for our listeners, please. 
Oh, thank you. I know, right? I made cards with a QR code recently, so I could just <laughs> hang it with people. I'm like, just don't worry about the spelling. Okay, M E R I S. Last name Gant, G A N T T. That's the only merit, though. So, like, just start typing it. <laughs> You'll find it. And of course, if you visit soundtime.ca and check out the show post uh, for this, we will have links to all that stuff. So, you know, just check it out there. Um, and we want to hear from you, our listeners. So please send your comments, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Songtalk Radio, or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos. There'll be one from tonight and full episodes. And subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And you can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page on the website. And please join us at our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for online meetups that includes the Carolinas. If you're uh, free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup, bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. You can follow me at neomodi.com. And uh, Maris, what's your what's your favorite social media platform? Um, Instagram. Instagram? Perfect. We'll link to that from our page. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep on writing.